Welcome back to Relentless, guys. Today is going to be an episode that I've been waiting for. Um, we've had episodes in the past with practitioners of health and life coaches, business coaches, um, some other health practitioners, but today is going to be a episode that is going to help us all get out of our comfort zone when it comes to mental health. So being in the industry that I am in, I have the opportunity to see people <clears throat> on many ranges of emotional, physical, um, mental issues that they're going through. And it gave me the desire to try to help because I have seen people go through some really difficult situations. And that desire led me to participate in a walk this summer that has, from that point, led me to meet other people involved in this organization. So we're going to talk about suicide prevention. And it's a discussion that is difficult. And if you have someone in your family or your immediate sphere of influence that has experienced this, you know how difficult it can be. So we want to try to remove the stigma from mental health, educate ourselves on how to participate in that discussion, and learn ways to watch out for um, things in people's lives that we could assist with. So in my discovery and um, search for people that are involved in this um, dynamic, I came across the organization, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, which led me to meet Bridget Van Evenhoven. Did I get it right? You got it right. Awesome. I, I was practicing. <laughs> <laughs> so Bridget, thank you so much for being here with me today. Um, Thank you for investing your time and energy and effort um, to help people like myself. I've never had a direct um, impact on this in my life or my family's life, but I'm starting to learn the more I talk to people, there's actually more people than I ever realized close to me that have had this impact their life. So before we get into some of the more deeper sides of the topic, um, just tell me a little bit about yourself. I know you're an attorney and it has its own stressors <laughs> involved there, but tell me what you do in your day job. Sure, I am a family law attorney mm -hmm. at Horak Tally, and I've been there for almost six years. Mm -hmm. um, and I enjoy what I do. We do litigation as well as mediation and settlement, and mm -hmm. I get to interact with people um, you know, at different parts of their lives mm -hmm. through, I try to help them through their divorce process. Yeah. And we were talking earlier, it's, it's definitely a calling to have the desire to be with people in some of those most traumatic times of life. Mm -hmm. So I know that you obviously have a heart to serve because if you didn't, you wouldn't be in that position. So again, you know, I just, I love that being in this podcast environment has just given me the ability to meet so many great people. And I thank you for being one of those awesome people. Yeah, and thank you for having me. Absolutely, it's my pleasure. Absolutely. And you have one child right I now. Do. I have a son who is 17 months old. Yeah. His name is Drake. Mm -hmm. um, and he's a joy. Yeah. I love him. Is he sleeping good? He sleeps through the night. So awesome. I, I've been lucky. Yeah. I'm one of the few. <laughs> it can't lucky. happen, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> There's light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> and that can be a stressor. I mean, you know, yeah. having young children, you have a full-time job. You just finished a, you just finished a test for a new certification. Correct. What correct. was that for? Um, the family law specialist exam. Awesome. So always learning, always growing, yes. always adding more to the pot, right? <laughs> always adding more to the plate. Absolutely. I like being busy. Yes. yes. We have to do that and keep growing. And that's what we're here for today. We are here to try to learn how to participate in this difficult discussion. 
So what I I learned in the walk that I participated in um, a few months ago is that most people that are either on staff with the organization or are volunteering with the organization, um, just being there on walk day to help facilitate people, moving in the right direction, most of those people have had a close encounter with this situation. Right. So that's your case as well. Yes. Um, I lost my father in 2014 to mm-hmm. suicide. Um, you know, the issue of suicide hadn't really even been in my vocabulary. It, we hadn't talked about it. Um, it came as a surprise to us. Mm-hmm. But in suffering that loss and in trying to grieve and cope with that loss, I wanted to help other people. Um, and, you know, in my in my search for finding an organization to support that, I found the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Mm -hmm. And so I first started volunteering with AFSP uh, back in 2014. Mm -hmm. And what did you do in that first role that you helped with? So I initially... uh, the AFSP has campus walks as well as out of the darkness walks. Mm-hmm. And so I originally created a team um, in memory of my father, mm-hmm. a bunch of my friends uh, and coworkers and people in the community came out to support us. Mm-hmm. And so we raised funds um, for AFSP. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I became more involved and I co-chaired the Charlotte out of the darkness walk mm-hmm. um, with Candace Kaiser. Uh, and I'm currently serving on the board of directors for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I'm in my first of three years. Awesome. That, that is amazing. Um, and so with the organization, you said it was established in 1987. Correct. Um, when I was on my <clears throat> journey to find somewhere to be involved with, we're always skeptical of nonprofits and things. So I always like to give some background on how the organization works. Sure. So with people that are wanting to, because some people don't have the time or Mm -hmm. the physical capacity to do the walks or whatever, but they can donate sometimes. Correct. So can you give us a little bit of concept of what the money is going towards, what I know what they are, but just let the people know, you know, the different things that is offered by the organization because they're amazing. Um, So first of all, uh, any of the funds raised here in North Carolina, 50% stays in North Carolina and 50% goes to our uh, national AFSP, which goes towards research. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you go on our website, AFSP.org, you can see the latest in our research, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I welcome people to look on the website and see what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, We also support advocacy. Mm -hmm. So on a um, government level, we advocate for change Mm -hmm. as well as education. So we have trainings um, in North Carolina to train people to help support prevention of suicide. Mm -hmm. And then we also um, support survivors of loss Mm -hmm. of suicide Mm -hmm. uh, in various ways. You guys just had a survivor's Yes, um, National uh, Survivors of Suicide Loss Day. Mm -hmm. It was locally held in Charlotte at Southeast Psych, um, and we had a lot of people attend. We we played a documentary, uh, and then we had uh, a group meeting with different people who had suffered a suicide loss. Mm -hmm. So you can see, if you're just hearing of this organization for the first time, there's many outlets Mm -hmm. that they're trying to reach people on every level. There's even things you can do to have the organization come into your school. Correct. And so, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, and, and as you'll see in the news and as, you know, I'm sure you've even seen in some of your, your children's schools, mm-hmm. suicide is prevalent mm-hmm. within teens, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And so a lot of schools and teachers and mental health providers are making it a mission to educate students, educate 
parents. And so you can have someone like myself mm -hmm. come to your school. I'm actually doing it, um, doing a mission on the 28th in a local school and we can help educate people. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In, in Charlotte this year, I, I believe we've had at least three that I know of, um, teenagers mm -hmm. that have, um, we've lost to suicide. Correct. So it's definitely something that we need to invest our time into. We need to take that responsibility as a community and learn about that. So if you are involved in a school system, if you are a volunteer parent, um, please contact Bridget or the organization locally and find out how to start the ball rolling. Cause mm -hmm. you know, we were talking earlier again, you just never know what one or two sentences with someone right. can make a life difference, you know? Well, and that's one of, one of the things we say, first of all, suicide is preventable. Mm -hmm. um, and so that is why I make it my goal to talk to people mm -hmm. about it. Um, it also is a health issue. Mm -hmm. And so that needs to be, uh, people need to be mindful of that. Mm -hmm. But one of our programs is called Talk Saves Lives. Mm -hmm. Talking, asking questions, there are certain things you can do to help um, discover if someone may have suicidal thoughts mm -hmm. and to help direct them to the right place. So when, in a person like my situation, mm -hmm. so I've never had to deal with it very directly. What, what do I say? So if I am around someone and I start to get a kind of a vibe, because we all know that, that voice in the back of our right. head that tells, tells us something's going on. What do I say? So, so what you just said is pretty key. Mm -hmm. um, trust your gut. Mm -hmm. So if you have a concern for someone Always, always stick with that concern. Mm -hmm. um, and so things to look for in someone, are they talking about suicide? Are they talking about harming themselves? That That is an indicator. Mm -hmm. um, has someone's behavior changed? So are they sleeping less or more? Are they drinking more than usual? Um, and then also look to the mood. Is someone seeming depressed, anxious, irritable, um, having mood swings? These are all signs that something could be going on mm -hmm. in someone. So what what do you do? You, you ask the question, you ask that awkward question, mm -hmm. are you having thoughts about self-harm? Are you thinking about suicide? Mm -hmm. And it, it's maybe an awkward question, but mm -hmm. it's a question that could save someone's life. Yeah. Um, so, so being direct, when you have the conversation, talk in private, mm -hmm. um, make it a private conversation, make the person feel comfortable. Um, listen, That's you need to listen. Mm -hmm. You never know what listening will do for someone. Right. Uh, express concern showing, you know, that you care without saying I can fix it because right. that's not the way to do it. Mm -hmm. Expressing concern. And then if you still have a concern following those things, then you need to direct the person to a mental health provider. Um, another thing, and this is our Talk Saves Lives mm -hmm. manual. Um, if you know someone that's having issues, there are suicide prevention hotlines as well as text lines and then always you know call 911 in emergency or seek the help of a mental health provider mental mm -hmm. health uh, is a really important issue mm -hmm. that we do not talk about enough right and i at the walk i actually learned something else as well um when you are either involved in a situation or you an immediate mm -hmm. like crisis is going on there's actually um first responders that are trained Correct. in mental health yes issues so you could just even letting the people that you know you're calling 911 or whoever that is you're contacting, yes. let them know it's a mental health issue. I've just heard stories of, you know, first responders showing up mm -hmm. and they're they're doing their job and love them. Um, but there could be some advanced training of people that know exactly what to say right. and how to behave right. that could calm a situation down Correct. a lot quicker. So it's all about, like you said, it's all about yeah. just talking. So when you are in this situation, 
you know, go ahead. Well, and and if you are in a situation where it is an emergency mm-hmm. and you have a first responder type situation, or if, if you are seriously concerned about the immediate future, stay with the person to the mm-hmm. extent you can. Mm-hmm. Do not leave them. Mm-hmm. Try to try to get them to a clinician or some other person so that you can stay with them and they, you know they're okay. Right. Because they need that mm-hmm. sense of security. Because right. that event it, itself could also become right. part of the issue. And the other thing is, if someone says, I says I'm thinking about suicide or they have some sort of um, discussion about that, mm-hmm. take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cry, it's a cry for help. They that person needs help. Right. And so although it's an uncomfortable situation, you have to act on it and right. you have to take it seriously. I think that's um, a very important point for us to understand. And it's mind-boggling to me because you we think to ourselves, I don't want to ask that question, it'll feel weird. Mm-hmm. We're talking about someone's life. Get yourself out of the way and verbalize what you can feel going on. Because like you said, we have that intuition with mm-hmm. people. We we know when that that guy walks in the room give, gives us that yucky feeling. You know, we call yeah. it the yuck factor. <laughs> we, that we were given those right. things for a reason, that intuition. So get yourself out of the way. Feel awkward. Or if you're wrong, so be it, you know. But what if you're right? And, and that's the thing. Yeah, and I mean, I... You know, when my dad passed away, I did not have the knowledge I have now. Mm-hmm. But if I can change one person's life, if I can save one person's life, if I can make it so one daughter has her father present, mm-hmm. I will do everything I can. Mm-hmm. That will make all of this worth it. Absolutely, 100%. And in your situation, hindsight's twenty twenty. Right. I mean, you you, know. yeah, you, you cannot change the past. Um, my father had undiagnosed and untreated mental health, mm-hmm. but that's why I'm, I'm emphasizing the importance of mental health mm-hmm. because— there are specialists who can help someone deal. You can have depression, you can have bipolar, you can have various mental disorders, and with the right help, right, you will be okay. Right, exactly. And that's another point is, and one of the quotes from the training that we discussed that you have gone through mm-hmm. and other um, volunteers and associates with the organization go through, because it's not we just throw you into, here, help these people. Right, right. They actually train you, which I'm very Correct. big on that. Um, but one of the quotes that I love when it's, can people say, you know, what causes this? Because we, we want to find that one thing right. that is the cause and be able to stop that thing from happening. Right. But just like with many illnesses, there's not one thing. Right. It's a perfect storm type situation. Mm-hmm. And the quote that I love from your training, when someone asks, you know, what causes suicide? Um, there's no single cause for suicide. Suicide most often occurs when stressors and health issues converge to create an experience of hopelessness and despair. Right. And I think that is something we have to understand. Right. It's not going to be the same for each situation. It's not and it can be, be different for an individual through different parts of his or her life. So mm-hmm. um, a job could be stressful. A divorce could be stressful. Um, a loss of a child. I mean, there are various things that you have to consider when assessing if someone needs help. The other thing that we know, and if, if you do know people that have lost someone to suicide, is that people who have lost an individual to suicide are more likely to themselves also die by suicide. So it's important to really acknowledge self-care, um, both for mental health and physical health, mm-hmm. um, in keeping yourself healthy. And that's the entire premise of this podcast, is you can't separate those things. Mm-hmm. We oftentimes put ourselves into categories and think, if I've got this one category spot on, the rest I'll take care of later. Right. It doesn't work that way. Right. Mental, emotional, 
spiritual, physical, all those things have to be cared for. Right. <clears throat> and that's your goal here is to show people this can be taken care of. Right. But we have to have the, the attention on the right things. Right. Um, and one of the one of the things I've learned also in speaking to you as a person from the outside is how you verbalize and mm-hmm. communicate about the situation. Right. So one of the common terms is that people say commit suicide. Mm-hmm. I think it's a common way that people discuss it. Mm-hmm. Um, we do not like to use the word com- the words commit suicide mm-hmm. because it indicates a negative. Um, a negative sense, uh, such as committing a crime. Right. Instead, we say died by suicide, mm-hmm. um, and that is a preference because it there suicide is is a health condition, mm-hmm. and so to use that word and to have a negative connotation, it's not okay. Right. And that's something that we need to bring to our awareness, mm-hmm. and makes perfect sense right. once you shared it with me. So right. now I've been taught that you know verbiage. Um, it's not like someone committed a crime, right? <laughs> it's, you know, and you're you're exactly right. It is a culmination of things like that description I just mm-hmm. gave earlier. There's so many things that contribute to it, and I think right. one of the things we have to bring into the conversation is modern medicine, and it has its its place and it's necessary. Mm-hmm. But um, in my research. It's showing there's so many things that people are taking into their yeah. bodies that are contributory to depression. Um, One of the things that I found was the medications that there are over 200 medications that contribute to depression. Wow. And it's things for asthma and acne and malaria and smoking cessation and contraceptives. So you've got Singular, Accutane, Chantix, Prozac, um, Ibuprofen even. And all the antidepressants, mm-hmm. one of the side effects is depression, anxiety. Wow. wow. So that's a thing we have to consider in, and be aware of. And, and be and, aware and of. And the other thing is if if you yourself um, are having any thoughts either of suicide or depression, it's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. It's okay to seek help. Mm-hmm. Um, it is I would recommend that you do that. So if if in hearing this today you think I may have some of these things going on mm-hmm. in my life. Please get help. Yeah, absolutely. And we were talking about something as simple as, you know, having a baby and your body changing mm-hmm. and things are different as we age and get closer to right. 40. Things are just different. Right. And you, as you're saying as well, things, you know, change and escalate as we go through periods of life in right. different situations. So you may have absolutely no precursor right. to this thing. Like, I didn't have had a traumatic event. I, sh- I should be fine. But being aware of yes. the medications you've been on your whole life, um, you know, life-altering events, having a child, right. making a move, getting a new job, a, a relationship ending. It's all about planning on on this side yeah. of it. So being aware right. of where you are. And, 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 you know, keep, keep, be aware of yourself, be mm-hmm. aware of the people you care about, be aware of your coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that in North Carolina, every day, approximately four people die by suicide. Wow. And for every one person, there have been 25 attempts. Mm. Um, so, I want those numbers to go down. Absolutely. Our goal with AFSP is to reduce uh, the suicide by 20% by 2025. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Absolutely. And I want to help make that happen. Absolutely. And the way you're helping make that happen is you first educated yourself mm-hmm. on, I mean, obviously you've been through it. So you have a tangible 
um, experience that you've gone through. But this this big, huge stack of paper yeah. <laughs> that's here is actually the training manual right. that you guys go through to prepare yourselves to be able to have even more of a laser vision. So tell us it's, a little bit about that It's an introduction training. to suicide prevention. The program is called Talk Saves Lives. Mm -hmm. And if you have any interest, you can go on the AFSP website. There are trainings in North Carolina throughout the year. I myself um, am able to, to train people in it now. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is a helpful seminar to identify issues uh, with suicide, what to do when you see the indicators and how to help people and how to bring them to the right place. Mm -hmm. um, and like I mentioned before, the suicide hotline is a great tool. Likewise, the text line, mm -hmm. um, an individual, and a lot of teens prefer texting. Mm -hmm. You can you can text and there's someone responding instantaneously mm -hmm. to your text mm -hmm. if you're having any suicidal thoughts. Right. And th that's what's so important is just being open to the information. Right. Being aware of the information right. and then invi inviting it in. And, and get rid of the stigma. I mean, Four years ago, when my dad passed away, uh, on his obituary, I wanted to do donations to AFSP. Mm -hmm. And I think people kind of thought, well, then they'll know how he died. <sighs> and and my yeah. response was, I want people to know how he right. died. I want to prevent this. I want other people to be aware that this is a serious issue. Yes. Um, and there have been some you know, more public figures who have died by suicide recently. Mm -hmm. um, I think there, which is unfortunate, but there have been more media outlets um, discussing the issue, raising right. awareness, um, making, you know, we need to have change um, in our government. We need to have change in research. And so all of these things, if you talk about it, change happens. Mm -hmm. We have to get involved. Right. So how do we get involved? There's several ways. Um, if you want to get involved financially, obviously you can donate mm -hmm. and you can donate to North Carolina chapter or you can donate to a walk. Um, if you want to kind of, get your feet wet, you can join a walk like you did. Mm -hmm. uh, in Charlotte, we have the Out of the Darkness Walk. This year, we, we raised over $120,000, awesome. which is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, you can sign up for the walk. Typically, they don't cost anything to sign up. Mm -hmm. You can join a team. Um, and as of last year, it was in Romare, Bearden Park. They have campus walks throughout North Carolina, and they have other Out of the Darkness Walks. Mm -hmm. So that's one way. Um, you can ask to volunteer to walk likewise. We also have tabling events like at Pride. I volunteered at Pride this year. Um, we had AFSB had a table. So if you want to table and meet people and hand out information like I've given you, that's another opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, you also can be trained in Talk Saves Lives and our other programs. Mm -hmm. And so you can educate yourself and, and train others. Mm -hmm. And these, you know, you can get these flyers. You can get brochures. Yes, I have. Um, any small step, mm -hmm. wherever you want to start. <laughs> and and if, you, if you have a school or you have... Um, college or anything where you want to have information, you can contact me and I will get you that information. And the beads that you're wearing, they're representative of so, specific things. Yes. With AFSP, um, we honor our loved ones by wearing colors that symbolize the relationship. So the gold is, indicates a loss of a parent. So mm -hmm. I wear that for my dad. And then the blue supports suicide prevention. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, suicide is, is an issue that needs to be discussed with teens. Um, with veterans, mm -hmm. I mean, there, there is no discrimination right. in, in who and how it impacts. Absolutely. That was one of the things we talked earlier that really took me aback when I was at the walk was mm -hmm. um, the memory wall. And that's something that you are, it's, you can't deny the fact that it doesn't skip anyone. Right. It doesn't matter your financial status. It doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter anything. It's your mental capacity and your health. 
Right. So we all have that. <laughs> well, and, and the thing is, I, I think mental health, some people are embarrassed to talk mm-hmm. about it, or there's also still a stigma with um, acknowledging if you need some help mm-hmm. with mental health issues, mm-hmm. but that that needs to be discussed. Right. You need to ask people, how are you doing? You need to ask yourself, how am I doing? Right. Um, and if there is a point where you don't feel okay, you need to act on that. Yeah. And there is help out there. Right. The community is growing. Um, there is a lot of awareness, especially, right. you know, anyone in, I call myself in the health and wellness field, mm-hmm. any one of us in this field, whether it be a personal trainer or a yoga practitioner, or I'm a massage therapist, all of us are getting more and more educated and aware of these things. Right. So even if you're in a situation where you may be in a really small town, or you may be in a situation surrounded by people that you, I don't want to go to any of these people. But if you could find someone in that realm, you're very much likely going to find someone that has an outlet for you Mm -hmm. or that can point you in the right direction. And that's what we're trying to get people to understand is wherever you are in the space that you're in, reach out to someone because there are people that you may not even be aware of in your everyday life that you pass by that would do anything to help you. Right. So just... Take that chance. We're a community. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think as a community, we're impacted by suicide. We're impacted by mental health issues. And so we need to care for the people in our community. Mm -hmm. Um, I recommend if you're interested in volunteering for AFSP, join one of our walks. Try to get involved so that you can help others and we can make this a movement. Mm -hmm. I I want to move to eradicate suicide completely. Um, The other thing to know is if you personally have suffered a loss um, and you have lost a loved one to suicide, you also need help. It is, it is a difficult time. It is devastation. But you also need to help yourself mm-hmm. get through that. Um, so it also recommends seeing a m- mental health provider if you ha- yourself have suffered from a suicide loss. And that comes into the preventative care mm-hmm. that we were talking right. about is being aware of your situation. Right. Not saying anything's going to happen. Right. But this is preventative care. So we know if we have genetic implications from our family of certain health issues, we have to be a little more on target with our eating regimen and our health care. If we have had these type of circumstances in our life, we need to be a little more aware of our situation. It's just like if someone has a history of cancer Mm -hmm. in their family, they have um, exams younger and and they have to be more diligent. I Mm -hmm. think likewise, if if you have someone in your family who has some mental health issues, um, be aware, educate yourself, Mm -hmm. and and then go from there and and help yourself stay in a a positive mental health. Right. Because the brain is powerful. Given the right tools and the mm-hmm. right environments in here, right. it is a powerful healer. But conversely, it can be a powerfully damaging thing into our how we present ourselves into the world. Right. And that can come about for many different reasons. It can come about through um, hormone levels that are mm-hmm. off, through you know the environmental things we're talking right. about, adding in with the medi- medication. Right. And a lot of times with medication, we think, well, I took that years ago. Mm-mm. That everything's culmination. It's right. all adding up all the time. Right. And there's, you know, we have sicknesses in our body sometimes you aren't even aware of because they're dormant. Right. And like we were talking earlier, we throw in all these things and then have a traumatic event and it just kicks everything over right. the edge. Right. So being self-aware. Right. And, and even just practicing, you know, the basic of self-care that busy people don't do, mm-hmm. getting sleep exercising, spending time with family and friends, eating healthy, mm-hmm. I mean, and doing things you enjoy, whether it be yoga, meditation, sports, 
those are basic things that affect our well-being. Mm -hmm. But in today's society, we're so busy Mm -hmm. that we let some of those go. Yes. And we have to intentionally make time Mm -hmm. for those. Um, One of those situations that could spur on some trouble for some people is the holidays. We're coming up into the holidays right now. So we'll talk two different avenues. First mm-hmm. of all, in your specific situation with your family, the holidays coming up, that's, right. a, that's a very difficult thing to maneuver in. So how in your past have you guys handled that situation? Yeah, it, it, and you're absolutely right. I think it definitely is a more emotional time of year. Um, the last time I saw my dad was Christmas, and so Christmas always does bring a little more of emotion to our sure. family. Um, I think everyone grieves differently, mm-hmm. uh, and everyone needs to handle you know their familial situation in a different way. For me personally, uh, we talk about my dad a lot. We try to acknowledge the positive things he did in his life. Mm-hmm. My dad was uh, in the military as a younger man, and then he was a CEO of a health insurance company. Um, he was a great father and he did not be my son, but he would have been a great grandfather. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think for me talking about him, mm-hmm. talking about, you know, why we miss him, it's okay to miss someone and yeah. it's okay to say you miss them. It's okay to cry. It's okay to mm-hmm. laugh. You need to acknowledge the feelings you're experiencing and, and, and let that be. Right. And some practical guidelines maybe for people that have lost someone, um, what are some practical things they could do? Yeah, you, think? I, you know, I at the suicide um, survivors of suicide loss day, I got to talk to several individuals, and obviously their information is confidential. But one of the things that I learned through that experience is that people, some people don't want to talk about their experience. Mm-hmm. Some people want to keep it private, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Some people want to be more like me and um, use their loss as an advocate, you know, mm-hmm. for advocating. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think respect the person. I think what you can do is ask them how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Show interest. I think in that conversation, you can determine, do they want to talk about their right. loved one or do they not? But everyone needs to talk and everyone needs support. Yeah. And so those, that's what I would... And, and if it's a close friend, I think you can say, do you want to talk about this? Right. People can say no. Yes. Huh. It, it all comes out to just Yeah, just, just, do just it. communicating with people yeah. and being supportive. And I also think that um, at different time that has lapsed since the loss, you know, mm-hmm. that more people are able to talk about it more. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, the first and second year were the hardest. Sure. Um, but I think everyone wants to know that you care. I mean, yeah. everyone wants to know that their family and friends are thinking about them. And I think it also is important to recognize that the holidays are more difficult for people yes. who have lost someone. Yes. Um, birthdays are difficult. Mm-hmm. And, and usually the day of the death is also difficult. Mm-hmm. So reaching out to your friends who have lost someone is important, even if it's a text saying, I'm thinking of you. Right. Absolutely. Um, I heard recently, you know, just researching and listening to to, to this topic, um, one therapist gave, uh, I, th- I thought it was a really great thing if you're wanting to do something to be involved and, and show the memory is, you know, think of something that that loved one loved to mm-hmm. do. I loved. And the specific person, their their um, loved one loved camping. Yeah. And they didn't necessarily like camping. Like, you know what? To show my your love mm-hmm. for them and to bring their memory back and to honor their memory, they got a group of people together and went camping or went on a hike yep. or something. So I think that's something we can think about as well. If you have had a loss, find a way to express yourself, the mm-hmm. memory of that person. I think a lot of this, the, the trouble comes when we hold everything right. in. And that's the thing. It is okay to be sad and it's okay, like you said, to honor the person. Mm-hmm do something for them, acknowledge their memory. And, and 
for me on the on the day of my dad's death, I I take the day off work. Mm-hmm. I go to church. I I do all the things that I need to do mm-hmm. to in my because my dad was a religious man mm-hmm. to honor his memory. Yes. And and I think however you do that to honor your loved one, however you do that to honor yourself mm-hmm. in the grief process, that's important. Yeah. And I'm going to caveat here for just a few seconds because I'm also a, a Christian. And okay. I come from a very um, wonderful Christian family. Um, I think in the Christian realm, oftentimes we put a stigma on these type mm-hmm. of things. Because if you were spiritual enough, if you had enough of God in you, these things wouldn't happen. So I want to call my own people out and say, again, this is no respecter of persons. You don't have a clue of the storm that could be going on in someone's life. So your spirituality definitely plays a part in everything, Mm -hmm. but there is no respecter of persons when it comes to mental health. So we need to, as a group of individuals claiming our faith, be kind and be aware of everyone around us and be cautious with our words. Um, be very cautious of how you speak to people. And if someone expresses themselves to you in this type of way, if you don't have the words to say, find someone that does. Mm -hmm. But your, your speech can be a determining factor in someone else's life. And and a um, lot of people cope, um, whatever the faith is, whatever the cultural background is, people use those cultural and religious backgrounds Mm -hmm. to cope with their feelings. Mm -hmm. So there needs to be a society where our religious institutions and our cultural um, influences support mental health. Absolutely. And this is something you could take into churches. Mm -hmm. You know, you could go into churches and again, if they don't feel adequately enough to be able to help these people, have you come in and train their people? Have you come in and talk about it? And that can be the beginning of the conversation. Right. But we have to be so cautious and aware. Number one, be aware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't be so selfish and proud to only be thinking of yourself. But be aware and cautious of your speech and how you communicate with someone in this situation. And also, I mean, for if children are watching or parents of children or even just anyone, frankly, texting, social media, any kind of communication, just be kind. Mm-hmm. You know, one one Facebook message or one post can, can be really harmful to someone if it's not yes. kind. Yes. Parents, be involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have a 15 and 18-year-old. We have to be involved. Right. We have to communicate. We have to get back to the dinner table. Right. And be be with our families um, and talk to. I mean, I know teen, teens don't always like to talk to their parents, but ask them questions. Ask ask the hard questions. Mm-hmm. That that's how we're going to help them. Um, if you have a concern that your child or teenager is going through these feelings or having suicidal ideations, ask them. Mm-hmm. And even it could be something starting as because I know as a parent it's hard to, hard to talk to your children, and sometimes as a parent it's actually easier for them to talk to someone else. Mm-hmm. Like in coaching, I always right. go back to sports analogies, but um, it's I coached my daughter for a while. Yeah. Sometimes it came better from a different coach. Right. So if, if there's someone you trust and you want their, your child to talk to them, let, let them talk to them. But again, the, it goes back to having the conversations. Right. But it could be something to start with uh, as, you know, like I said, here in Charlotte, we've had a couple of instances in schools that my kids play yeah. sports against. We've lost some children. Mm-hmm. So that conversation starter could be, 
you know, when you're having that, like you said, always intentional about where the conversation is happening, when right. the conversation is happening. It's a good time and mm-hmm. you're alone in private. So they right. have the feeling of being Security, able to be open. Yeah. Secure, yeah. But, um, you know, so are any kids in your class, have you ever heard of someone talk about suicide or, you know, and get them to start talking about other kids mm-hmm. and move into, you know, well, how are you feeling about that? What right. do you think about that? Just just start the conversation. And so many times the floodgates will open. Yes, absolutely. And the opportunities will come. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the holidays coming up, I had a few things that I saw that I thought would be helpful that I wanted to share with everyone. Um, Cause it is, it's a hard time yeah. you know, when, especially like you said, in that first and second year, mm-hmm. I can imagine would be the most difficult because that space is so short that you still feel their presence, yeah. I would assume. But around the holidays, here's a couple of things that could possibly help you if you're going through this situation. The first one is stick to your routine. And I like that one. So mm-hmm. I think, like we said, we people will become a recluse around the holidays. Yes. And that's not a good thing right. to do. Is that something that you found helpful? Was like you said, you know, you, you get up, you go to church, you do those things. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Keeping a routine, um, being around people. I mean, it's important, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So be, again, be aware, be conscious mm-hmm. of that. Have it ready to go right. in those times that you know are going to be more difficult. Sleep. Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> we have to get sleep, mm-hmm. which means you need to plan your day out so that you're you know, you're awake and asleep at the right times right. and being cautious and, and controlling and intentional about your schedule. Right. The sleep is Not so sleeping important. too much or too little. Exactly. Because I mean, you know, sleeping too much can be a sign of depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. If you have to get out of the house so that you don't sleep, mm-hmm. we have to think of ourselves like babies sometimes. <laughs> We're just big babies because yeah. the baby would sleep at the craziest yep. hours if we yep. left them. Mm-hmm. We keep them up and keep them playing to keep them going so they sleep well. Right. And when we go through these difficult times, that's the time we have to hone in on the things we know are good. Mm-hmm. And sleep is one of the most important. So really being cautious of our sleep. Don't isolate yourself. Right. Yeah, and that's I'm sure you've seen that in your work with people that you've seen that impact on some people. Well, I think when people experience a tragedy or they're or they're feeling depressed, they're embarrassed by it, and mm-hmm. so they kind of want to stay home and do nothing. But I think it's important to be around people, feel the love of other people, and mm-hmm. communicate because energy does transfer. Mm-hmm. That can be good energy and that can be bad energy. Right. So we don't want to be around the wrong people. If you put in, if you're having difficult time, and sometimes when you do put yourself in the mix of good people, good energy, that spills over to right. you and helps you through that, and sometimes spurs on the good right. things inside yourself. Um, eat and drink in moderation. Yes, <laughs> again, which is difficult of, around the holidays. It's difficult yeah. to do, and people stop eating because they, if they get into that that pattern of getting you know reclused and mm-hmm. isolating themselves they stop eating right. and again that perfect storm starts to happen you didn't plan for any you didn't foresee anything bad right. happening but you stop eating you stop sleeping add alcohol and you start right. this perfect storm that has an end result you would never planned for right. so just eating just rem- you know make sure you're eating First of all, adequately, and yeah. good stuff. Right, <laughs> as much right. Good. Around the holidays, just difficult. Moderation is moderation. Yeah. Moderation is key. Get exercise. That's huge. Yes, we cannot deny the fact of how good exercise is for us. Right, and that can look like anything you want it to look like. Right. So, getting out and moving, walking, breathing fresh air. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it is 
going to help you. Right. It has to help you. And you said you went to church and what else did you do? Um, well, I, my dad and I were both runners and yeah. so we do that. So okay. we, I, I, um, I run long distance and yeah. so I would do that That's as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I also do yoga. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's amazing to have that you know it's there. You, you, you need that. Mm-hmm. And that's what you implement. Right. And that's your go-to. That's your, when those times come up, that default setting of the good things is what we need right. to work on during those times. I make a to-do list with reasonable expectations that's around the idea. holidays. Because we can go on the the further extreme. extreme yeah, like, the I'm going to host 50 people yeah. this year. And I'm going to excite myself out of my sadness. So have a to-do list, right. have things you want to participate in, but keep it reasonable. Yeah. And ask that's for great. help. Right. That's a big thing that I see with my families that I work with and my moms that I work with. They think they, or they, they know they can't do everything, but they want to try anyway. Yeah, I struggle with that. <laughs> you know? I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. yeah and I'm like, hey, I need help. <laughs> that's my personality. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, ask for help. Yeah. Be, a, be human. You right. know, be aware of your humanity Make those to-do lists, but elicit help because yeah. people want to help you so much. There are people yeah. around you, even if you are, let's say, for example, you've moved to a new state, you're um, alone, you have a new job. Like I said, those people in the health and wellness fields, go to a yoga class or something, meet some people. Yeah. And if, Be you say, if you say the words, I don't really have anyone to spend Thanksgiving with, they probably will bug you to death yes you know absolutely people around you want to help or if you have you know or if you know someone new to the area invite them to your home yes absolutely the friendsgiving thing Mm -hmm. has taken off in the past couple years so yes you know be that outlet be that precursor to good things you know and be on the front side of someone's problems and you may stop something bad from happening we'll never know yeah because you were a catalyst to something Mm -hmm. good so invite someone over um, set, this is an interesting one, set a budget for the holiday spending. Oh, wow. I know. I but would, I guess with that, it brings stress for yes, families and couples. Yeah. So yeah, again, so. it's having an awareness of, okay, the holidays are coming. I want everybody to be happy. I want to be happy. So I'm just going to throw everything on the credit card right. and make everybody happy. But then 30 days later, you have we, we've come off this in, enormous emotional roller coaster, mm-hmm. which we probably haven't healed from. And then we start to get debt piling up. Yeah. And that's just going to further escalate stressors. The, thing, the stressors. Yeah. Cortisol is going up. Stress hormones yeah. going up. So it comes back to being honest with yourself and the people mm-hmm. around you. If you don't have the financial ability to give everybody a gift or to host a huge party this year, be honest with the people that love you. They will have you over anyway. Yeah. And they will love you all the same. Well, what my family does is we each pick one name mm-hmm. and then buy one gift. And yeah. then everyone gets one gift except yep. for the baby. But yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it works out great. So yes. if you have limited funds, there's a way you, you can do things. Absolutely. And, and again, it's just that consciousness. Mm-hmm. Just be aware. But that's that's a huge reminder. Yeah. Do not go in debt over the holidays. Yeah. Especially when you have traumatic events going on that mm-hmm. you're working through. I thought that was a really great one. Mm-hmm. Incorporate all of the relaxing outlets. So oh, we were yeah, talking earlier, huge. incorporate all the good things. So right. if you've been talking about trying a yoga class or the Whitewater Center here in, in the Charlotte area is so fun and amazing. And if you've been talking about doing some new things or trying some new experiences, this is the time to do right. them around the holidays when it's difficult. You know, ask that um, 
that yoga partner friend that you see in yoga class that you get along with really well, or, you know, ask that friend that it has your back and, and knows your story inside and out. Let's go do this thing. It's weird and crazy. And yeah. both of us are probably not going to like it anyway, but you will. Yeah. Cause you know, it's something new and something you can do together, but incorporate all the things. That's my, my birthday falls in December. And so my coworker and I, for my birthday, are doing a, a different workout class, but okay. I thought yeah. it's better than having wine. It's healthy, yes. you know, exactly. That's a great example. And that's, you know, if you just start talking about what can I do, what other things can I add in that are beneficial for me? Right. There's a myriad of things mm-hmm. that could, that could help you through these times. Um, and that's what we want to emphasize with people is don't stay where you are. You know, don't stay where you are and become isolated um, because there's so much out there that can help be helpful for you. There's helpful people. There's helpful helpful mm-hmm. um, events. Um, you know, obviously your churches are there, your organizations are there. And that's why we've talked about this organization today because they have so much to offer. Mm-hmm. They really do. And I hope that people will take the time to check the website out because the website's awesome. Yeah. And we have so many resources on our website. Mm -hmm. If there's anything that you cannot find, you need help with, feel free to contact me. And this is a nationwide Mm -hmm. organization. It is. We have a North Carolina chapter, but it's nationwide. Yep. Yep. So no matter where you are, if you're listening, they Mm -hmm. are out there. Um, The suicide, is it the suicide prevention hotline? It's a lifeline and it is. It is 1-800-273-TALK. So 1-800-273-8255. If you find yourself in crisis, that's a number you can reach out to. Mm-hmm. Um, the website is uh, AFSP.org. Correct. Um, and then locally, we have chapters here that we can you know, glean from people and literature. <laughs> yeah, and, and North Carolina chapter has its own website, too. So uh, please look at that. Mm-hmm. And then um, all of our materials are online. Yep. So we hope that in this discussion, wherever you fall in the paradigm, if you're me from the outside in trying to learn, if you've been through a loss of a family member, if you're having thoughts of suicide or depression, anxiety, anything, the, the main crux of this discussion mm-hmm. is to talk. Correct. Have a conversation. Have a conversation with someone and start there. Um, and I, I firmly believe that there's hope in any situation. There is. And, and I think we are going to reach our goal of reducing suicide by 2025. Absolutely. And I'm here to help with anything I can. Thank you. All of my colleagues and friends are on board as well. And so when is the, do you know when the next walk is coming up It'll, in the North it, Carolina area? So in the Charlotte area, it probably won't be until next September, October. Okay. But if you go online, we have a list of all of our walks mm-hmm. and they're all over the um, state. Yes. And it's, it's a... It's a humbling thing to be part of. So I encourage you. And this is another way to get your children involved. Correct. You know, to, yeah, to bring that awareness to them. If you have kind of a hard time talking about it, mm-hmm. um, there was tons of kids there. there I yeah. mean, there was everyone there from every age category, but people yeah. all brought their families and there was events to do. And I mean, when I volunteered at the pride table, I handed out probably a stack this thick mm-hmm. to teenagers. And I think they all, most of them came to the walk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great event for children. It's a great event for teenagers. And it's, it's a kind of a light walk and mm-hmm. it's, um, a, it's just great. And it does open the dialogue. Yes. 100%. So definitely get your family involved. Um, make the effort to get involved in the community, make the effort to become educated on this topic. Um, The family that I walked with, their group was um, Eyes Up. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Keep your eyes up. Mm -hmm. Look out for people. You know, make the effort to be involved in the community around you. 
the people that are in your sphere of influence, pay attention to them. Yeah. And I think having hope, there's Mm -hmm. hope. Yes, absolutely. There is hope. You are breathing. You are here. Mm -hmm. There are people out there that want to help. Um, So uh, Bridget, I just, I can't say enough how, you know, I'm just in awe of your passion for this, you know, what you've been through and you're living a life to show people that there's hope after a loss. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm honored to, to have Thank this you. conversation I appreciate the opportunity to be on absolutely, the show. Thank absolutely. Absolutely. So if you have any questions, um, the, the goal for us is to help you to become relentless in your mental, physical, and emotional aspects of life because that's the only way we can, mm-hmm. can get through these things is to get people healthy um, and get you to a point where you can be able to walk through the hard times of life because they're coming. Right, right. <laughs> They're coming no matter mm-hmm. what. Right. And we don't know in our own personal lives what could be that final straw that could push us over the edge. Mm-hmm. So consciously being aware, intentionally living our life to be healthy, which will produce some happiness and give us a roadmap for where to go when we when these things happen. So thank you again for thank being you. with us Thank you. I today. appreciate it. Thank it was you. an awesome conversation. I hope a lot of people gleaned from it what they needed to, to move forward in, in their journey of education and learning and awareness. If you have any questions at all, all of um, Bridget's information and the organization's information will be attached under the video of this uh, podcast. But I encourage you to take the time for your own self-care today. Do those things that you need in your life make the time, mm-hmm. you know, our, our phones can be damning to us and they <laughs> yeah. can be a lifeline. Mm-hmm. So put in your schedule today to do the good things, do some self-care, do some self-care today and put it on the calendar mm-hmm. so that when someone says, uh, cause there's always gonna be someone that says, Hey, can you do this thing for me? You can say, um, no, I'm sorry. I have an appointment. Yes. And keep that appointment with yourself. So that you become that healthy individual that can go through the hard times of life. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We will see you on the next one. Thank you. Thank you.